Welcome to the Rebel Souls podcast, where we flip the middle finger to the status quo. I'm your host, Shelley Paxton, lifelong rebel, liberator of souls, and author of Soulbatical, a corporate rebel's guide to finding your best life. Settle in as we dive deep with badass leaders who are rebelling for what matters most in life, business, and the world at large. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get this revolution started. This is a Soulfire production. Oh, my dear friend, soul sister, fellow first time author, neighbor. Christina Glickman. I'm so happy we're doing this. I'm so happy too. You'll have to remind me we're actually on a podcast speaking. I know. Because this is how we speak every day. So um, just a little reminder, I'll have to stare at you with your microphone. Uh, I know exactly. I don't usually show up with the earbuds in the microphone. So yeah, we that's such a perfect entree into what you and I are doing today because this is such a reminder to all of us in this community that it's so important to play and mix it up and have fun and get out of a routine and do it with the people you love. And so here you and I are, and we're going to play on this podcast. We're going to do what I've been calling this experimental little laboratory called Soul Sisters episodes. (laughs) I love it. That of course have no rules because we're rebels and we don't need rules. And if we have rules, we break them. And we just get to use this, you know, beautiful, brave space to dig deeper and to share what you and I share every day, which is, you know, we voice memo each other, we talk to each other, we dig deep and show soul support for each other. And we're going to do that out loud today. I know. I love that. And just a reminder that, you know, our friendship was really born out of that space of no rules, right? Because I gravitated towards you, not only because I loved your book, but because you were the real deal for me in the sense that I knew any engagement with you would be on terms that would make me happy because Mm. we just played and we get to do what we want to do and, and surround ourselves with what, you know, gives us that creative fire and all the things. And it's just a reminder to me that every time I'm in conversation with you is that there's so much more to unravel, which is why I'm happy to be here today. Because for me today, I want everyone to get to know you a little bit more. And I think I'm the person to ask you some things because um, I've had the pleasure to peel back, you know, what's behind the woman that wrote Sylvatical? What is what are behind your dreams and where you are today? Because I'm confident if I talk to you in six months, it's going to be different. A hundred percent. And when you and I, let's be honest, when you and I first actually came into each other's space, it was many years ago in a spin class yes. in the neighborhood yes. we both live in in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, it was. And it really wasn't the time and space for us to connect no. on the level we were meant to connect. And then as we went on our journeys, that's what brought us together. And then here we are today, so deep in it. And I love that you set this up because 
for our Rebel Soul fam. Here's what's going to happen today. Christina offered to interview me. She's going to turn the tables and you'll get to learn about Christina. And by the way, for anybody who has not listened to my interview with her, Christina, you are one of my first 10 guests when I launched this podcast in August of 2020. That's so I feel like we were almost babies. Like that's how I feel the, the, what has happened in that length of time. Um, We should have a little party and go listen to that again. Um, I know. I know. It's a nice marking of time, right. And growth. Um, and I, and I love that. And I think that for me, I pinch myself that here I am a year later and calling you one of my dearest friends and understanding that what I knew about you was just a very, very tiny piece. Yeah. And so that's why I'm excited to share more with your listeners today. Oh my gosh. And I, I trust you so implicitly. I, so listen, soul fam, here's what's going to go down. I have said to Christina, nothing is off limits because that's how we talk every day. The soul support and the love and the kindness and the energy that we exchange every day has no boundaries. And I love that. Right. So I want to bring that into here. And I love that you offered to do that and be here with me. And let's, I mean, let's just go. Ask me anything. Yes. Let's start. The wild west. So I have nothing prepared. Good. Um, oh, come on. You're talking to improv girl. You know, I love this. <laughs> and so I just want to kind of start from, you know, I think we understand the nuts and bolts of who you are and the things that make you come alive. And obviously the color orange and um, everything that you've written about in your book. Right. But I actually want to talk about the Shelley of today. Mm-hmm. I want to understand today how you feel that you are truly stepping into this um, soul sex, sexful life for you. Like, what does that mean today? Not where you wrote the book, not where it was last week, but today, how are you really living that? Because I want to understand the road that you're building to really filter your life through that. Because that's an intention I know that you have to do every day. It doesn't matter that you're inspiring and you have a big presence and you have, it is just as hard for you to stay connected to that mission as it is for anybody else. It doesn't come easy just because you wrote a book on it. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's, I love, I love the question. And it's something that I've been, that I've been really present to over, especially I would say the last three months and really in relaunching this podcast and in celebrating the one year anniversary, I did a whole episode on what it means to me to be successful. And that feels like a cool leaping off point. So for anybody who hasn't listened to that, it would be great background and context. But, you know, I think what I'm realizing is, I think my work in the world now is like, okay, I did the hard thing. I left to Harley almost five years ago. I wrote this book. I, I started to understand what it means to live sabbatical. You know, sabbatical isn't leaving your job. It's finding yourself and it's, it's living a life of greater courage and authenticity and purpose and fulfillment. And what does that really mean? That's my work right now. And I think what I'm being called to do and where I'm in it, and you know this, is show up as big and bold and on purpose in my personal life as I have been in my professional life. And I had this epiphany recently 
that I know on some level I shared with you that my personal life and my professional life have been wildly out of whack. And I realized, wow, I've been continuing that. I've almost gotten lost in my business and my mission because I care about it so much. Mm -hmm. And what does it look like for Shelly Paxton to practice what she preaches in her personal life too? And that feels really fucking scary to show up as big as I do for all of you Mm -hmm. for myself. Right. And isn't it funny that whether or not your pie chart is is off balance with personal relationships or work or parenting or self-care, you know, we're always sort of chasing the energy of what's off balance a little bit. But I think that it's also we we pretend and we hide ourselves within things that are successful, our work, whatever it might be. But I just applaud you to have the courage to say, you know what? I want more out of my personal relationships right now in my life. And I'm going to go for that. And if you would, I know your soul family wants to hear, like, how are you doing that? And what happened? I want to hear what was the light bulb for you to say, you know what? I did all this now post pandemic E I want more for me in a relationship. Mm. Like what, where did you have a moment where you're like, I think it's time. Yeah. I've had a couple of moments that I can think about. It was just, my wheels are spinning. So let me say, let me say this. I mean, I've been nudged by a few close friends, including you, you know, Mm -hmm. to say like, I keep saying, Oh God, I've done all of this work I've done. I've been working on healing my heart. I've been working on removing my heart wall. I've been working on being available. And so I kept saying like, I started 2020, the year of COVID before COVID came to town, my book comes out and I'm like, this is the year of love. And I was shouting it from the mountaintops and I was all excited and then COVID came to town. And, and that honestly gave me an excuse to shrink back into my hermit state, which I love. Let's be honest. Like I am an introvert. I extrovert very well. And then I go back into my little hermit space and I love it. And it gave me an excuse to kind of play small in my personal life again. And so here we are slowly and I think unsteadily emerging from the pandemic right now. And a couple of my close friends poked me and said, is it time? Like you keep saying you're ready for love and you realize that, you know, unless you start to get into motion around your intention, right? The universe isn't necessarily going to rise up to meet you. And so that's what I realized is that I was standing on the doormat, as my friend Judy Holler would say, like I was standing at the doormat, like, Hey, I'm here. I'm ready for love. I've done all the work, but I wasn't making any moves to cross over the threshold to say, no, I'm, I'm really here and I'm really present and I'm really open and I am in, in motion around this. And, and so it was girlfriends and I met with a psychic back in June and that started to tip things and I thought, you know what? It's time. And uh, another friend, somebody we know, Christina Rice had said in, uh, I don't know if it was in one of her social posts, she said, here's how I ended up finding my life partner. You know, I was t- sitting around talking about love and it wasn't until I said, fine, I'm going to get on the dating app. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to show that I'm serious. And I talk, this is so funny. Like 
this is our medicine, right? Practice what we preach. And I say all the time, every badass accomplishment is a series of tiny steps. And then I kind of woke up one day and was like, okay, Shelly, then what's your tiny step, right? Right. 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 And so my tiny step was getting on Bumble recently, at least for, you know, one aspect of, you know, really, really inviting love and a life partnership back into my life because I have this rich, full, beautiful life surrounded by people like you. Mm -hmm. And yet I know I have space to share it with somebody. And so all I can say is I'm in motion. I love it. I I love it. There's so, there's so much goodness to unpack here. And there's a few things. One, which is that you are coming to the table today as whole and full as you can be, right? We're always a work in progress, but you're coming to the table, um, not tightly wound that you want something to work and white knuckling and desperate. You're coming to the table saying, I'm ready to invite love into my life. Whatever that journey is, I'm open to it. And like, let's just go. And that presence though is so beautiful to witness because that's difficult no matter what. And then I also would love your soul fam to understand that things are hard for you. And just because you are a badass does not mean that it's easy. And the reason I say that is because anytime I talk about something and I don't sound unapologetically confident, people will say, well, isn't that what you do? And I'm like, I am human with a heartbeat. I'm a real person. The difference is, I think that with both of us is it doesn't stop us from doing the thing, right? But to say that we're not fearful or to me, that actually means you're alive and that's what you're doing. And and I love that. And so I think if it gives your listeners permission to say like, wow, like even Shelly is like kind of afraid to do that. Nobody would ever think that you would feel that way because it's just how we work, right? We're products of, of, thinking that things are easier for other people. Well, and can I just say right now, I'm showing you my hands. Not Everybody can't see my hands, but like I already have sweaty palms. I have a second date tonight with somebody who I told you before we started recording. I love it. it. You know, he will remain unnamed and who knows? It doesn't matter. I am practicing high intention, low attachment to outcome. And I feel a soul connection with this human. And yet, here I am. And I remember I saw him for coffee the other day. And I told you as I was walking to coffee, like again, high intention, low attachment outcome. And there I was like, my heart was pounding. I was feeling totally nauseous. I of course was like questioning everything. Like, did I wear the right thing? Did I, you know, like whatever. So I was like in the moment I was walking on the trail to this little coffee shop. That's about five minutes from my house. And I put my earbuds in and I cranked, this is me, that song from the greatest showman soundtrack. And so I invite everybody like, what is your thing? What is your thing that just amps you up? That reminds you to just show up in your authenticity and show up in your courage with your sweaty palms and thank your body for reminding you that we're alive. Cause my heart thumping and my palms sweating was like, Oh my God, I'm alive. And this is what it feels like to walk to a first date. And this is fucking amazing. And I was terrified. I was terrified, but you still did it. Yes. And the song pulled me back into my body and out of my head. And it was a reminder again of practice what you preach, Shelly. And it's not easy, right? I got halfway there and I was like, 
oh my God, my legs are going to buckle out from underneath me. But once I started playing that and it was blasting in my ears and I was like swaying to the music and I was there, I showed up on fire as Shelly. Right. So this is, I love this. And for me, getting to the practical side of that, of habits and exercising the muscle of these things, which again, I think it's a daily thing, you know, whether it is that theme song and I too have one, mine is um, Sia the Greatest. Yes, I love that. I've played that for years. I'm still not tired of it. But when I do, it suddenly makes me think that I am and like I can do anything. And so I would ask others, what is yours or what is the habit that you practice that can ground you again, that can get your feet back on the floor? Or maybe it's a phone call to a friend or whatever it might be that can bring you back to center. Yes. And into your body, right? Back to center. And into your body and into your truth, because we get, you know, I found myself in this morning, like even in my head, like, I don't even know where I'm eating this guy for dinner. Like, does that mean it's not going to happen? And I was like, stop it. And that's what I said to you, because I wanted to say it out loud. I think there's also something really powerful about naming it, like name the thing. Okay. I'm feeling this, like, I'm feeling this energy around, oh God, I really don't want to be disappointed again. Okay, great. Let that go because I have no control over this situation. Get back in my body. And I started playing the song. So I was like dancing in my kitchen before you and I got on here. And like you said, I love that you said it's not easy and we're doing it anyway. That's what courage is. That's what courage is. We are, I think the old phrase is we're dancing with the fear. But to me, it's like turning fear into fuel and walking with it to the other side, kicking it out of the driver's seat so we can actually put our dreams in motion. So I want to ask you a question. This might be difficult, but one thing I love about you is that the energy behind your intention for whatever you're doing, pouring into a friend, taking care of your parents, whatever it might be, you always come to the table full Shelly. Mm. And I'm wondering, how do you fill yourself up? How do you, because I know being that extrovert introvert myself, that I can feel very depleted. So where is it for you? Is it, is it books? Is it podcasts? Is it calling a friend? Is it a walk? Like, where do you fill back up when you're feeling that depleted sense? Oh, you know, I love this question and I'm so grateful that you asked it. A few things come to mind and the list is even longer than this, but let's start here and see where it goes. So for me, time in nature is everything. So, you know, I just got back from a week in Park City, hiking in the mountains. I try to do it at least one time a year. Once might be skiing, once might be hiking. Um, time in the mountains and time by the ocean when I can, when I create that space is always magical. And it not only fills me up, I really feel like it always pushes me to that next place that I, I need to be in my life. It opens up that kind of next door, that next portal that I don't really even, I didn't see before to step through. And so I'm, I am feeling that a thousand percent right now, having come back from taking that time. And I know you really believe in creating that space for you and your family. Um, 
on a day-to-day level, like more practically, two things come to mind. I am somebody who has to get outside and walk every day, I guess with the exception of the deepest, darkest winter here in Chicago, which is probably why I'm trying to escape every winter now. Yeah. I Walking is a thing. I walk with my girlfriends. I walk by myself. And when I walk by myself, I am either listening to a podcast or I am listening to an audiobook. And just I'm using that as my space to, you know, just just to be and okay, to so take really in. For you. Yeah. Forget this. So in my opinion, my greatest ideas and thoughts come when I can't write them down. For me, it's mm-hmm. the Starbucks drive-thru. Everything happens for me in that drive-thru. And so, or sometimes people say in the shower or where they're running. Do you ever, mm-hmm. uh, when you're walking, do you have to jot things down in your notes? Like, does it, how, do, how does your, how does that happen for you? Yes. And it's like shower time. I literally feel like my walk time is how everybody describes like the epiphanies they have in the shower because right. We're walking away from the day to day. We're not in problem solving mode. We're not in that kind of microscopic, you know, horse blinders on mode. We're feeling expansive and we're receiving and we're, we're being not doing right. And so my, I'm, I'm, guessing my phone looks a lot like yours. The notes app in my phone is packed. Like I fully expect that one day I'm going to open it and it's just going to say, honey, there's no space. Left. Right. Well, if you're anything like me too, sometimes I don't know what it said. I, I, I wrote something down. I'm like, oh wait, I don't know. Yeah. I do that a lot. I do that for podcast ideas. I do that for, yeah, solo topics. I do that for social, like whatever. I've been doing that lately because I'm thinking about book number two. And so I'll just capture a thought or an idea of like, oh, that's an interesting angle because I'm not exactly sure yet. And I don't need to be sure yet of what I want book number two to look like and to be focused on. So I'm in that beautiful space right now of just percolating and marinating and capturing the things that are coming up, honestly, with no editing and no judgment. And I want to reiterate that to everybody because that to me is where the magic happens again. It's like, don't edit, don't judge, just capture these beautiful thoughts as they start to come up because you never know what they're going to become. It could be the title for a book. It could be your fucking magnum opus. Like who knows? Oh, absolutely. And I feel, you know, that that scrappiness is where that magic lives. And I used to hide behind that a lot saying that I couldn't share something because um, I'm not a writer. I'm not grammatically correct. I'm not all the things I could care less now. Um, Now it's really about the emotion behind something. And so um, one of the other things I just admire about you is that you're always dreaming, but I feel like you have done such a great job of um, the sense of urgency in it when you share it with me feels right on track. And by Mm -hmm. that, I would like to talk a little bit about this baby that is in your brain that I'm obsessed about. Okay. called the orange couch. (gasps) I want to talk about this importantly because you give oxygen to a dream, a dream that I know will happen and we get to listen to this when it does. And I want to talk about it because I think it's important for your soul family to understand where your head is. Yeah. I love that you brought it up. And can I 
I want to honor our relationship and our sisterhood and the, I mean, like the immense amount of gratitude I have for you because you were one of the first people who heard me speak this into the world. My eyes are getting teary. So if my voice cracks, everybody knows what's happening and I'm going to let it go there. But you were one of the first people who said, Shelly, this is big. And yes, we're going to get to talk about what it is, but I will never forget when you sent me because you are the lady of the graphics and you have all the beautiful things in your social media feed. And you sent me this gorgeous orange tile that said, all roads lead to the orange couch. I save it. I have full body goosebumps right now. Because it's true. This today, what we're doing leads to the orange couch, right? Yeah. And that's what this is. I have full body chills and um and a lot of emotion coming up and I'm I'm beyond grateful for you for not letting me walk away from that because as an enneagram 7 somebody who's like I'm you know <laughs> I'm like the epicurean the adventurer the creative person that like I'm and I and a chaser of shiny objects, right? Like I am highly distracted by squirrels, highly distracted by squirrels. And there's a beauty in that, right? There's there's always, you know, the lightness and the dark and the shadow in that is I can often move, move quickly from thing to thing to thing and not really give something a chance to be and breathe and maybe come to life. And what you did maybe knowing it or not even knowing the, just the, the incredible impact it was going to have on me is you slowed me down by sending me that one simple tile that I keep in my phone to this day. I slowed down and I went, you know what? There is something here. Don't rush on. And then interestingly enough, I started talking about it, right? So like you say, let's start to fan the flames with a little bit of oxygen. Then I started putting it out into the world. And I remember doing a social post shortly after that, that said, here are my soul statements. I am the host of this incredible talk show called The Orange Couch. And I remember people going, what's The Orange Couch? And I'm like, you'll find out. All roads lead to The Orange Couch. I still don't know what the orange couch is. Then Tucker Stein, who I work with on my keynote talks and on like my signature body of work and messaging, he started creating these tiles. And it's this beautiful picture of an orange couch and he puts different great phrases on them. And I'm like, oh my God, with you know, my intention in this soul circle around me of humans, I love you're all holding space for this dream and helping me fan the flame. So what is the orange couch? I don't know. All I know is that it is a dream that I have of having a talk show that is something like the Shelly Paxton version of what Jada Pinkett Smith does with um, Red Table Talks. Right. And no, it's probably not on Facebook. I don't want to copy her model, but I'm really inspired by doing more of this kind of thing. And I think the podcast, these conversations are a main artery that leads to the orange couch. And it's something else I want to get in motion on just to go back to what we talked about earlier. Well, and what I love is that the orange couch is really just this capsule of conversation in whatever version it's going to be for you. 
right? It's a container. It's a beautiful container. And, And what I love is when you told me about it, it's almost as if you handed me your dream. And I said, I'm going to hold on to this. And I'm going to remind you that it's not going away until you want it to go away. And I think it's an important lesson for myself and anyone listening that when you're in a trusted circle, and if you don't have one, please find one because we need that mirror back to our, to each other. We just do. And I don't mean in a coaching stance or in a whatever. I mean, yeah. we need people that really are our forever champions just because we're alive. Not for yes. any reason. They want nothing from us. They expect nothing from us and are literally here just to say, how, do, how can I make your life better? That's, that's yeah. all I really want to do. And I know that's rare, but it exists. And so if you, number one, surround yourself in the right energy, you can share something that's really scary and put it out there and it can become more alive. And so again, I think it's your lessons are, we could keep writing them down of what you share, but it's just that um, when we say it, it gives it life. When we say it, it gives it life. And then when we get into motion around it, when we, yeah, when we speak it, when our soul circle shares it, yeah. When we start to take one, one tiny step toward it. I mean, interestingly, and I hadn't really thought about this until this very moment, but I'm on the same path as I am with love, right? So I took one tiny step toward putting myself out there for the life partnership of my dreams. I'm taking one tiny step by speaking the orange couch into existence. And what's so interesting is not only does the universe rise up to meet you, your people rise up to meet you. Yes. And I think this is a good barometer of whether we have the right people in our lives. Do they support your dreams or do they shit on your dreams? Well, these are all tiny soul steps for you. Yeah. And the reality is that not only who steps up, but who doesn't. And the pruning of that in your life is so significant. I can't, and everybody in the pandemic has the opportunity to filter what worked, what didn't work, who do I want to spend time with? Who do I not want to spend time with? And don't give it away for free. Yeah. Just don't. And it's yeah. a great, um, a great. Can lesson. I say one more thing on this topic? Because yeah. it is, it's just coming through really strongly right now. So the other thing that I believe is connected to the orange couch as we collectively fan the flames yeah. is this little side, sexy side project that I've had going on with a feature film treatment around the book. And what is so fascinating, I haven't talked a lot about this. So it, this feels, um, feels edgy and I can feel my heart pounding (laughs) just saying it out loud because I don't know what it's going to be. If it's going to be anything again, high intention, low attachment to outcome. Thank you, Dr. Aaron Baker. And Here's what's fascinating. Right before I left for vacation, we had a call with a guy who found my book through Tiller Press. He's also going to be a Tiller Press author. But what he does full-time in real life is run one of the largest market research studios, uh, sorry, market research firms for the Hollywood studios. He's the guy who tests movie concepts. who kind of takes this raw Play-Doh and puts it out to 
thousands of people in his database to say, how does this fly? Does this land with you? Does your soul sing on you know a scale of one to 10? Then asks questions like, how could you see this coming to life? Do you, you know, if you, if it resonates with you, do you see yeah. this as a movie? Do you see this as a TV series? Do you see this as a podcast series or an audible series? Right. And this guy came back to me and said, I love what you're doing in the world. I want to take these, put them into conceptual form to share with my audience. And for free, Shelly, I want to do this testing for you with 2000 people. And I'm sitting on the very day that we're having this conversation. I'm supposed to get the results back. Oh my goodness. And I feel like this might be the orange couch in motion as well. Well, it is. It all is, right? Regardless of whatever those test results are, it is. Yeah. And and knowing that you can put on the glasses of every opportunity is just that, regardless of what's happening. Whatever it might be, right? That's how you operate. And so, not, it it is guys. And what if it does do well, right? And what if all the things start working together? And it is exciting, but I also know that you have the wherewithal to understand that, you know, the universe is not going to let you miss out on what's supposed to happen for you. And so if, if that's not the track, then the other track goes over here. Yeah, and I yeah. think that gives us a lot of comfort because that's why then we're not so tightly wound to something. And I've been there where I'm going to live or die. By if I don't get this, it's over. And that's not what you're doing here. And that's important to note because you have been gifted with this incredible opportunity because of your body of work, but you're also enjoying the fact that you were tapped for it. And I think you're someone that really relies on their intuition and their, and that whisper. And I think it's because back to your nature, your walks, you give the space so you can hear it because otherwise we can't hear our own voice. Right. And you do that so well. And I have to say that, you know, the other thing that I do every day or I've gotten better at, I mean, again, it goes back to these are the things we practice on a right. daily basis. And, and somebody once asked me this question that I found so powerful. We were doing, I think it was a brave talk on Clubhouse. I was joining my friend, Lindsay Stein, and she asked every panelist this really simple yet profound question. What are you recommitting to today? Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I answer that question is I'm recommitting to saying yes to me and what matters to me. I'm recommitting to creating space. When I find myself where my schedule is packed and I don't even have a minute to breathe, let alone go to the bathroom, whatever, I know I'm in a bad place. And I know it is time to hit the pause button, take a step back because I'm no good to myself, let alone this community and my mission and my road to the orange couch. So creating that space and reminding myself that it is, it's a recommitment every single day to what matters most to us. And that simple practice has changed my life. That question, I remember I was like, This is one that's going on the bathroom mirror, right? Right. Because we seem to think that if we focus, it means that we focus on all the things we're supposed to do, but really focus is also, what are you saying no to, right? And what you are eliminating. And the best thing that, that I've done for myself is on Sundays, 
and you know this, I, I look at my calendar and I think, what can I get rid of? What, what, what can I get rid of? And I can tell because I can feel short of breath and I have too much happening and then I'm crabby and yes. I don't want to exist like that. You know, and I understand it's a luxury and privilege to look at your schedule in that way, but then you can start to really develop it and design it that way. So you're not in the position. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you want to shorten that percentage of time that you're doing for others in ways that you don't want to. And that's what we do though. Right? Yeah. And I love that you're, you're really, you're checking in yeah. with your intuition because we know like, you know, for anybody who knows about human design, I don't know, Christina, have we ever talked about human design? We haven't, but I, I have done it. Yeah. And what are you, what, um, what type are you? Okay. Okay. So, and I'm a generator and it's, so it's like, I was reminded for anybody who wants to do it, we'll put a link to figure out what your type is in the show notes. It is so powerful to really understand how you're designed and how you can lean into that in a way that um, works for you. And one of the ways I know is Christina and I share this as a manifesting generator and a generator is we are all about like our, our sacral energy, right? Like what lights us up. And if we are doing what's lighting us up, we are lighting up the world as a result. And people are seeing us and our light is bright. If we are doing what's sucking our soul, it dims our light in a way that everyone, we can feel and everyone can see. I can't even, I can't even operate. That was one of the most interesting things for me about human design because I, I'm really either on fire or I can't really get up from a chair. Yeah, and I realized exactly. that if, if it doesn't fuel me, I have zero energy behind it. If it fuels me, I'm on fire. Now, I know that sounds like it makes sense, but it really was a, a awakening for me. Um, okay, so I have a like a dramatic question for you. That's There's not one right answer, but just what comes out of your gut. In the landscape of women, you and I are... I like to believe massive champions, massive supporters, wanting to lift women, all the things, right? We feel so dedicated to women seeing themselves and the power they have and igniting and all the things. If a woman comes to you and they're inspired by you, and I'm going back to your kind of tiny soul steps, but they're just like, you know what, Shelly? I just like feel blah. Like, I don't know where to even begin. You know, I've lost myself, whether it's in parenting or my job. And like, I don't even know what makes me come alive anymore. What do you, what would be something you would tell them? Not one thing. What would you, where would you tell them they even start? Yeah, two places. I mean, two things come to mind. And these are the things that prove true in my own life, in coaching that I've done, in, you know, things that really resonate with audiences that I present to. So one is get really clear on your values. Because what I find, and I found this in my life, I thought I was so clear on what mattered to me. Like to me, our soul is really, it's our truth. It's our essence. And in ingrained in that is what matters most to us is our values. And if those aren't driving, if those aren't the filters for how we are living and leading, then we're probably going to feel meh. We're probably going to realize that things are off kilter. And honestly, the surprise, and I was the wake up for me was when I was doing work with, I was, I was, um, fortunate enough to train with Brene Brown to become a certified dare to lead 
facilitator. I don't, I don't really do the work anymore, but simply to learn from Brene Brown on authenticity and vulnerability and all of the things changed my life. And then to really learn some of the profound exercises that she brought to the table. And one of them, it sounds so simple. It was, okay, there's a list of a hundred or more values. Now I want you to sit down and pick your top two, maximum top three. It is the hardest exercise. Yeah. I'm scared of that exercise. (laughs) But do they bucket it in family? Like that's so big. So, so and this is why this is literally what she said. I love that you said that because Brene's top two are faith and courage. Okay. Now on that list, I don't have it. Oh, actually, the funny thing is I actually have the Dare to Lead workbook right in front of me. Let's see if I can actually flip open to this page. And I mean, if I'm I don't curious, even yeah. I always I always do the step back of how you yes. define value, right? Like where right. coming from. Yeah. And so what's interesting is like, yeah, what are the things I really want to find this list? So I'm going to find it for us because I think this is a really profound conversation because there are two things I want to say and it does start with... um, Shelly, you never know where I'm going. What? Yeah, I know. I know. I I totally love it. Okay. I just found it. I just found it. So for you and I, I am going to show you this. See all of these values, like pages of values. And this is really hard. And what I love is she says, this is, these are the three questions she asks. I love that we're digging into this because I haven't talked about this in a while. Does this define me? Is question number one. I know where you're going. Question question number two is, is this who I am at my best? And question number three is, this is my favorite. Is this a filter? that I use to make hard decisions. Yeah. And then you look at this list and I, I am not going to lie. This is hard work. I get that your heart is pounding right now because, and Brene, like what really cracked me open is her describing her own experience with coming to terms with her top two. And she used that example, Christina, that I think you were going toward, which is she's like, I had this guilt that family wasn't my top two. And when she did the work and did the work and peeled back the layers and asked why, she said, if I am not operating from a place of faith and courage, I can't be there for my family. I am not serving myself or my family or anything. That's how that's how radically important these values are. I think what would be so interesting of an exercise too is for your trusted circle, what do other people think your values are, right? Because that energy is what you're putting into the world. Yes. Social media, but it is kind of a fun thing, you know, when you ask somebody, what, what do you think my values are? And again, not as a um, guide to what they should be, but for somebody like the two of us who are connected, it would be so interesting if you pick two things that were wildly different than the way I look at you, which doesn't mean they're wrong, but it would be an interesting exercise of, huh, that's actually not the optics into the world. Doesn't mean yeah. it's right or wrong, but I think there's something there about how we show up then. I don't know. Yeah, and it's it, I I will say that there are so many facets of this that are are life-changing. 
I, I'm not, I'm not even unapologetically going to use the, the, the phrase life changing because yeah. when you do get clear, as I got clear, I, I did my top three freedom, authenticity, and courage. And that sounds so like a no brainer right now. But when I was in this work doing this, I didn't understand that. And when I finally got to those, it was like, of course it is. And those are the foundations of the work I do in the world and the foundations of what it means to live sabbatical. And so get clear on that because then that's always going to be your true north. That's your north star and it's your lens for every decision that you make. It's your lens for saying like, does this, is this reflective of my values or maybe is it conflicting with my values? And then the second thing I would say is I talk about this one all the time, but it'll never let you down. The soul fuels versus soul sucks exercise. So then sit down and do that. And it will, it just cracks you open. You get a better understanding in real time of what is draining you and what is lighting you up and how you can create, how can you get rid of more that's draining you and understand why is it even on my list in the first place? Get curious about, wait, am I doing those things out of guilt, out of obligation, out of people pleasing? Like what's going on there? That dialogue with yourself alone is so powerful and insightful. And then how do I create more space in my life for who and what and where lights me up? And I think about you and it's like, okay, if it's an all roads lead to the orange pouch, how does freedom, authenticity, and courage get, lead me there. And yes. anything that falls off or is not in those guardrails should have me questioning. And yeah. I think that, that can really, really put you off into something um, pretty exceptional. Well, and I have to say, what I'm realizing in this moment is I had one of these. I had, I had a total come to Jesus moment around this just a week and a half ago. And it was in really trying to figure out how I'm pivoting this business. And so when I thought about freedom, authenticity, and courage, and I had, you know, I'm surrounded by amazing people who are like, hey, wait a second. And I had somebody say to me, I think it was Dr. Aaron Baker again for the win, who said, what, you know, I was like, none, none of these revenue models feel right to me. Like, I don't want to be, uh, I don't want to just have a coaching or not just, I don't want to have a coaching business. That's not my model. I want scale. I want impact. I believe in return on, you know, return on impact, return on inspiration. And I, or ripples of impact and ripples of inspiration. And I believe in doing what is truly lighting me up. And I'm having a hard time, like working backwards to fit that into a revenue model. And and they looked at me and said, what, what if you're just meant to do what you're doing and the revenue model will come? Follow your bliss and the revenue model will become clear at some point. Keep going. And that was a reminder that even in my business, how I'm showing up in the work that I am so passionate about, my values need to be reflected in the revenue model and the way I'm structuring my business. They do. And you know that I drink that same Kool-Aid and to dumb it down, I don't want to do what I don't want to do. 
Yeah. I really don't. And so just because it's how it's always been done or it's smart or it's great business advice or it's great relationship advice. You know, I just actually wrote a a post about, you know, um, my anniversary of 19 years. And again, I'm not a relationship expert, not a guru, none of the things, but some of the things that I learned. And one of the things I talked about with relationships, even again, and, and apply to any filter in your life is just do what makes you feel best, right? Don't, don't take the, the guardrails of you, you should go on five day nights a week, or you shouldn't do this, or you shouldn't, Who your playbook is your playbook and it's okay. And you having the right circle of people to share that with, to say, you know what, Shelly, that might not be your revenue model. Yours is coming. And if you stay true to your values, they will be revealed. First of all, that's harder said than done. Okay. Because you're human. We see everything else that's going on around us. That person's doing this, that person's doing that. It takes an immense amount of uh, confidence in who you are to stay the course. And you do that beautifully well. And I love that you are human enough that we know it's hard for you. It's hard. You're right. Easier said than done. It is hard. And what a beautiful reminder. I mean, there are so many places in our lives, and I'm saying this from personal experience, living it in the moment in in my life and in my business, where we are blindly following rules. And it's like, wait a second. I, and I feel like I'm getting the jolt, you know, at the right time from the people who are surrounding me, reminding me that like, someone else's way isn't your way. And like I wrote in the book, I think this was Joseph Campbell. If the path before you is clear, you're on someone else's. What a beautiful reminder. Also, because that just speaks to me is that most of the time, those rules make me feel bad about myself because I actually don't like them. So, you know, again, whether it's relationships or somebody saying to me, you know, oh my gosh, you and Adam haven't gone away by yourself in X amount of time, almost in, you know, projecting shame onto my relationship. And that's not really how we lead our lives. We, everything's family centric for us. That works. Why do I need to explain to somebody how that works? And so it's just, again, this reminder of get back to your own values, clear mm-hmm. out the noise, stay your path. All the roads will lead there. And, you know, I just, I admire you greatly because you are doing the work you're evolving, you're giving us not only permission to do it with you, but you're sharing the journey. And for me, that's not only the most vulnerable thing, but that's it. The story of how you're building yourself, that's it. It's not when you get there, wherever there is. I don't want to hear you got the movie and you got the couch. I want to hear that you, you know, had to put your shoes on and walk out the door to get to the meeting, to do the whatever. Like that's, That's life, right? And that's the Shelly of today. How do we have to, yeah. Well, how did I show up and do the scary thing? How did you show up and do the scary thing? I want to end here by reminding our Rebel Souls community. One of the questions that I ask myself at the end of every day is, did I do one thing that scared me? right? And I learned that from a previous coach of mine. Like what one thing did I do? Maybe I did many things. That would be an amazing day. But what one thing did I do that scared me? I did this the other day where I literally told this guy who I'm, you know, who I've been going out on these dates with. I said, I have this principle that I practice in my life every day. I do at least one thing that scares me. And today it's going to be sharing this vulnerable thing with you. 
And I just said it and I put it out there. And so you can use it in all aspects of your life. But that's really important to help us stay in motion around what matters most and to put our intentions out there. And like you said, like give oxygen to our dreams and fan those flames because if we're keeping them hidden under a rug for one day when, that ain't going to cut it. That's like a life of regrets. No, it it really is. And I, you know, I could continue to sort of unpack all of that, but it's also just the reminder if you didn't do one thing that scared you, you get a chance to start over tomorrow if you're lucky enough. And and that to me is this, you know, precious gift that is not promised to me. And I don't want to waste it. Just like I want to spend time with you here today because that fills my soul. And I, this is exactly where I want to be. And hopefully your listeners feel the same way, which is, this is where they want to be and that they need to honor that more than anything. Yeah. I love that. I love that we get to share this space. I'm so grateful that you did this with me today. I'm even more grateful that I get to do a version of this with you every day. (laughs) And now I get to share more of you. Okay. Can we, can we end by just me asking you to share one thing? Cause I feel like this will be a teaser. You know, I'm going to have you back on the podcast. So Christina is going to be a guest again. Again, I'm telling you, go back to the Christina and Shelly of August, 2020. It is a phenomenal conversation and you get to know more about Christina's book, Extra, The Art of Being and who she is in the world. And like, I feel like our, our, our missions and our work in the world has advanced so much and who we are becoming in the process is very real. Talk to us about, um, a little bit about your Ted talk. And then I want to come back to oh, goodness. I think will you just give us a little headline. We're, we're about 20 days away. I'm completely terrified. My operating state of being is terrified. So I don't need to ask myself that question every night. Cause I'm just scared. Um, it's very, and I'm doing it. And I mean, nothing would give me greater joy than for somebody to be like, Oh, hi, the whole thing's canceled. You you can't do it. Um, which I don't really mean, but that's how I feel. And, um, and it's happening. And, and I just continue to, to think, okay, this is just another step in that road for me. And truly, I mean, this with my whole heart, the work's been done, right? The, the success of the journey is done. I just hope at this point to do myself proud with the talk because I've worked so hard on it. But the outcome of the talk, I would of course love it to be successful, is really not the thing. It's just not the thing. I mean, it, I did it, right? I did it. You've already done it, sister. You've already done it. Right. And so at this point, I just you know want to have that sort of behind me. And I look forward to what I didn't really realize is that this journey for me has really been about writing my second book because of it's not even about the TED talk, right? It's interesting. It never really is about the thing, is it? Never. And now like, I mean, I'm laughing and I don't really mean this, but like, I don't even care. Like whatever, but it was all the steps and that I'm just a wildly different person now. And like you, I'm just eager to stay true to my values and find out who this person is next and then shed that person and come on to the next. And so I'm just grateful that I get to do it with you. Oh man, sister, I'm so excited for you. And you know, I'd be the first person to buy a plane ticket to Lehigh River, Pennsylvania to see you live. <laughs> I know I know you would. I know you would. And I, I that makes me want to buy 
uh, just a little bit, you know. <laughs> and I laugh because Adam, my husband, is like, so are you going to do it for me? And I've also promised to do it for you, which I haven't. He's like, so that's a problem that you won't do it for anybody and you're about to. And I'm like, I know, I know. Just give me my space. I know. So again, part of it, right? Understanding yourself, what you need when, and it will all be okay. It will all be okay in our own time. And uh, it'll be a good story. And stay in the moment. It's going to be a phenomenal story. And so we will, yeah, we'll come back after you do that in September. And I want to dig into all the yummies. Can you remind us what your TED Talk is about? What's the headline? The headline is, um, you know, reclaiming your voice. And it's really that women are the ones we've been waiting for. And so it's a little bit about um, in this, we're not really post-pandemic, but the fact that women women have always conquered adversity and they always will. And it's time that we continue to really show up. Mm. Um, now's not the time to uh, back down. I have all the feels and I'm just going to say, hell yes, this is your second book. Hell yes. Oh my God. What a juicy, 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 warm place to end. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I love you so much. And Soul Fam, thank you. Thank you for being here with us in this, you know, brave and vulnerable container. We're learning from Brene Brown. And also just like comment and just say you want like a part yes. jelly because I can ra- unravel more. And I, you know, but I think this is, this is really great to just be a little tease into you and we should continue to do more of them. I love it. Well, and Soul Sisters episodes are going to become a thing we've been getting. I did one with Lori. And so, yeah, let's do this. I mean, I want it to be a thing because I want to play and I want to break the mold and I want to have, have fun. And yes, I want to walk the walk, which is, you know, me cracking myself open for this community to say it can be done and it's not easy for any of us. And guess what? I got you. We got you and we're in this together. And to me, there's no greater thing that gives me courage and confidence to know that I've got people on either side of me saying, let's do this thing, even and especially when it's hard. Your hands are sweaty. You're going on a date tonight. Couldn't be more real time than this. Got fucking sweaty palms and we're going for it. And I'm going to show up and just be me. I know. I I love love you, sister. And to everyone listening, thank you. Stay bold, brave, and badass. And we'll see you next week. Hey Rebel, thanks for listening. If you were inspired by what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review so our fellow Rebel souls can find us. We have big work to do together. And if you want to dive deeper, head on over to my website at soulbatical.com and follow me at soulbatical on Instagram. Until next time, stay bold, brave, and badass, and never stop asking, what am I rebelling for?